I hope, my hope is that when it does come out, what we'll find out is that they delayed it for the right reasons. Yeah. That it, 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 they took their time on it, rebuilt the foundation as best they can. We talked about this before. Like they should have been building a game in the background for years, especially since like, as Sarita just pointed out, they're not making any other games at Tiburon. It's literally the Madden studio. That's it. They should have been working on a new version of this game in the background until they could roll it out to fix all those coding issues. So what I hope happens is that when it comes out in 24, is it 24? Um, yeah. That will be like, okay, this was a good move. I'm glad that, and we'll play it and it will be as exciting as say, watching Michigan play TCU in the college playoff. I didn't get to watch that. I was working. Oh. Hi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun game. That was a great game. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen that because, you know, the old Big 12 in me. I guess, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't think I've told, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I, when I was a kid, I was a big Michigan fan. I always, oh. I always thought the Michigan Wolverines was just the coolest thing. I loved the helmet design. You know, I didn't, have, I didn't like them because I understood who the players were or anything. I just really liked... Um, and I don't know why, but in the 90s, I was all things Michigan. I liked Michigan football. I liked uh, the Detroit Lions, Barry Sanders, obviously. Um, and I even liked the Detroit Red Wings. Like, that was a hockey team that I really enjoyed to watch play when I was a kid. You did to me. <laughs> Understandable, but boo. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, actually, I was the same way. I had family in Michigan. It was the first football team I was actually ever aware of. Yeah. You know, I was a little kid in North Dakota. There's not exactly a huge celebration of college football going on. Right. And especially pre, you know, internet age. Yeah. But because I had family members and connections, that was the first football team. Cause the only time I really ever saw college football was in the bowl season. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly because we watched it because we wanted to see the halftime show or the parade that was going with it. And Michigan was often there. Yeah. So yeah, Michigan, uh, a lot of Rose bowls. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was, uh, both games were exciting. I yeah. only watched the play. I only watched the highlights that are like the condensed versions of them. So there's like 15 minutes, but like it, that game. And then the Ohio state Georgia game was really close. I did get down. to see that. Yeah. And like that, that kick was so disappointing at the end. Did you see what Atlanta did the next day? So that game was played in Georgia. It was yeah. played at, at the, Atlanta. At the, yeah. The so Mercedes Benz or whatever. They call right. It. So the next day Atlanta beats whoever they're playing by a field goal at yeah. to, to win the game. They win on a game-ending field goal. Like and they, Yeah, a coup. A, a XFL product. Uh, or was he AAFL? Uh, both. Yeah, he was like in was both. both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, so they do the clip of him kicking the game-winning field goal, and they and the caption on it is like, this is how you win a game at this field. Like, <laughs> and like nice. on, on a field goal. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a college student you're picking on right now. Like, Yeah, and that's what I, I've always said. I will never blame... A kicker because ultimately they're in that situation because the team you know yeah the team overall and it, kickers get so much hate and it's like you know most people couldn't make that kick with nobody watching yeah now do it you know under the lights and all that stuff and that yeah that's just that's a lot of stress but that said i did get a huge giggle when people started to simulcast the new year's eve ball drop at the same time that because it was the exact same timing yeah. That the ball hit the ground right when the New Year's Eve, you know, in Times Square hit. Oh, man. <laughs> like, okay, that's kind of that's kind of cool. But, yeah. no, it was crazy to watch those games. And those are the kind of games I like to watch. It's Don't get me wrong, I respect defense. Offense is more fun. 
I yeah, mean, Quint, Quentin Johnson, man. Oof. Oof. Should he be wide receiver one? Yeah, he's he's wide receiver one. You know, Kayshawn Boot Boot is it Boot Day? Uh, he's going back. No, he's, he's he oh. declared. He's coming. He declared. He said he thought it over and decided he is coming back to the NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, he, I never saw him as as wide receiver one anywhere. No, he, I mean he's six two. Uh, uh, Quentin Johnson's six four. Yeah. And, but his his run after the catch, uh, he's he's like a Drake London after the catch, I would say. Okay. But with probably a better speed, that kind of thing. Has so. Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba lost his shine, do you think? He's a second rounder? Do you think he's a steal in the second round, though? Like, just because he didn't play this year? In, in the right system? Because, I mean, we saw some, you know, what was the guy, was it Chase from LSU didn't play all year, and then he came out and was a superstar? That's different, though. You think so? Yeah. Um, Chase is different. Chase He's is built different. different. You think that's that's because Chase is that much better than, yeah. Yeah. Like, the season that he had during that championship run, no. Okay. You know, like, I, they're, they're not the same, like. Fair enough. You know, I just don't think that they're the same. But um, Stroud looked really good. Yeah. Um, was scrambling a little bit, making some things happen. But I really, I was really impressed by his throws to the outside, um, timing routes that he was getting his receivers open uh, on uh, on the outside, that kind of thing. So he's got the arm, and he showed off some of the legs, which was really, really good. So... I, th- I think to me he's QB one right now at least. You think so? I think a lot of people yeah. are saying it's Bryce Young. Young. Saying yeah. it's Bryce Young, yeah. and and that Stroud gets a nod because he's a little bit physically bigger. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a lot of people say that Bryce Young is the best quarterback. He did declare this morning. Okay. Um, but one of the things that you know, it's not the height factor of Bryce Young. Yeah. It's that he's under 200 pounds to go with that height that, you know, can he hold up in the bigger league, which is always a question, obviously, of smaller quarterbacks. But, you know, one of the things that Alabama quarterbacks have a blessing of is an NFL caliber offensive line a lot of the times. And That's granted, true. Bryce Young has not played behind the best Alabama offensive line yeah. by any means. But, you know, that was one of the knocks on all those guys coming out is what do they do when they start to get hit? And, all of those guys so far have had an incredible learning curve, and some of them have made great progress. You know, you look at two in particular, the yeah. progress he made, but now he's getting hit. Yeah. And, and you know, and his career's in question as a result. But yeah. I don't know. I like a lot of the Bryce Young makeup in terms of, you know, poise, can make the throws and whatnot. I can't help but compare it to the Tua side of what happens when he just gets walloped. And he's somebody who has been injured in college, unlike a lot of the other guys that came out. Yep, I think that's a fair concern. And that's the reason why I I have Stroud ahead of him. Cause Not Will Levis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get me started on that road. I think he's, I think he's the worst oh my quarterback. Gosh, he's terrible. I don't oh. – I'm, I'm taking Anthony Richardson – and uh, and Hidden Hooker before I'm taking Will Levis. Hooker's awesome. Yeah. Like, so... I'm even taking Max Dugan before I'm taking Will Levis. I was impressed with Duggan. Uh, again, he's, poise. He's he's gritty. Um, Can he do the gritty, though? That's all anybody cares about. 
<laughs> Jair Anderson could. Or Alexander could. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to settle that on our Twitch dance party. <laughs> I'm giving him a really bad look right now. All right, talk to me, Goose. He's still Come on, Goose. <sighs> <laughs> Goose dies, okay? Spoiler. <laughs> We're heading that direction, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I... I uh, Will, going back to Will Levis, having having been able to actually see him in person, um, I, most of the time whenever he's throwing, I'm like, what are you thinking? Literally, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, and that's scary, like, no, I wouldn't touch him in the first three rounds. Hello. So he's like, I, I think I texted you. I was like, he's round five for me. Like yeah. he's sure he's got an arm. Um, He panics in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Granted, that offensive line wasn't helping him out. Neither were the receivers, but he he also just blatantly. Oh, no, I'm just going to throw it into triple coverage. Yeah. You know, like. And he has no problem with it. And his decision making was slow. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just holds on, holds on, holds on and put it this way, when I can make the read faster than him, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all I gotta say about him. Um I, I would I would draft uh Dugan over him. Yeah, I would um, I totally would. At this stage. I may I wouldn't have at the beginning of the season, but now I'm feeling much much stronger about yeah. Max Dugan being a um, capable quarterback. Um, I mean, it's it's still it's still Stroud and um, yeah, Stroud and Young are the two guys. Those are yeah. your two first rounders. Period. Yeah. I think Anthony Richardson is a good second round option. I think he'll sneak into the late first round. I think he will because the people that want to take a chance on him are going to have to get up there to get him. You're afraid to let him go to that second round, but I, I, I like what he could be. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. I think the two guys, I think the two guys we mentioned, Young and Stroud, those are the guys that have the NFL caliber goods today. Like they could, yeah. they could go play. No, they're going to be rookies. It's going to be a, there's going to be a curve, obviously, but um, like those are the two guys I'm putting the money on. Like these guys look ready to come in and possibly start okay. today. Nobody else, everybody else feels like last year's class. It's like, take them in the third round, take them in the fourth round and let them sit for a year or two and learn. And we'll see what the NFL actually does because they always elevate the quarterback position, mm-hmm. you know, but we will definitely see, you know. So yeah. with that in mind, if you're Washington, do you start Sam Howell next week? Um. Well, Ron Rivera didn't even know. <laughs> Um, that they were going to potentially be eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. I can understand that, though. You focus on the thing you can control. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that argument. But you, you also got to wonder if he should know that they could potentially be out of the playoffs. This or week. be a better actor, at least. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you going into this game not knowing that you're whole, you, to a degree, hold your destiny in your hands? Yeah. I, I would personally like to see what Sam Howell has. It doesn't hurt you at this point. Well, you're not convinced on wins. You're not convinced on Heineke. Mm-hmm. So why not? Yeah. 
Well, he's already proven that he's not convinced on Heineke. Yeah. Um, because he elevated Wentz again. Well, yeah. Heineke has not been good either. Right. I mean, he's he, he earned that demotion. But the fact that he chose to make the change in that key game says yeah. as much as you need. And then, you know, the fact that he didn't know, you know, it was a comment based on not knowing he could be eliminated, win or lose. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that they didn't go to Howell there says, well, we're going to go with the veteran. Well, now you you don't have anything. I I play Howell. Yeah. And yeah. worse comes to worse, if he fails, you throw Foles back in there, you know. I think Howell would face. play, he would just play off of instinct. Yeah. Just come out there, show us what you got. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I think really the issue in, in Washington is that they need a new coaching staff. I don't think you're going to get it because what if you're selling the team, you're not going to pay out yeah. those contracts. But, um, but you know, that's just one team that's got some quarterback, not controversy, but changes or conversations happening. How about the Raiders? <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Um, that was one of the ideas, but it wasn't a very good one, was it? Terrible idea, John. <laughs> Terrible idea. Um, I, sorry, I don't like Chris Berman's uh, things, and I did that. What? I need to get one of those on here. I think going to the actual topic, the Raiders are a perfect example of how much difference a system makes yeah. and your ability to teach and coach a system. You know, Stidham has been in that system since he was drafted he yep. knew the system and look what difference it made but there's something about that system that a Derek Carr couldn't pick up on it yeah no matter how hard he tried and you knew he was trying that was the comment all season long mm -hmm. you know it's I don't know who that speaks more of a coach that can't coach a system that's too complicated trying to do too much in year one right you know or maybe it is an indictment of Carr's ability to shift playbooks I mean uh, I w but do you have a responsibility as a coach to play to the strengths of your quarterback or to say, you got to be in my system? I, that's a good question. And, you know, again, that also goes to the higher ups when you're hiring a coach, are you hiring a coach that's going to fit the players that you already have on the roster that you know, it's going to work. Or are you saying we need a complete overhaul and these players need to, you know, adjust to one new guy in his system yeah uh, that's a massive battle of ego right well, there i think if stidham has another good game next week then i think you know as the ownership you're looking at saying oh no we we made the right decision with this coach and he made the right decision with his quarterback because they looked good for the, the two weeks even if they lost you know but yeah i like Derek carr yeah he's better than russell wilson today no, he, no. If you actually look at his stats and compare them to Dak Prescott's, pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty close, yeah. Um, so, anyhow, <laughs> well, you know, we we talked about this, and you and I have had this conversation. Derek Carr's that guy that you always want. You yeah. want to put him as like a late top ten or top twelve quarterback, yeah. and then when you actually sit down and count which quarterbacks He's you take right over, there at 12, he, to, twelve to fourteen. Yeah, I I ended up with him like at fifteen to seventeen though. Like, yeah. I feel like he's always a little bit further off than you want him to be or you you think he could be who are you taking first Derek Carr or Dak Prescott Derek Carr I'm taking Dak Prescott I'm digging a hole in the ground and pretending I don't exist <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also gonna have to take a really good backup yeah yeah with 
Uh, actually, yeah, with with uh, <laughs> with Dak Prescott, you have to have a backup. Yeah, he's gonna get hurt. But I think Dak is also a, an example of a a guy who maybe doesn't have the best coaching. Yeah. So, but, and you're right, he gets hurt too much. So, what happens with Carr next year? Well, he. I, I mean. We'll know by February 15th. <laughs> I mean, I've seen rumors of the Colts. Well, I think it's the, the idea is because of what they've been doing. Yeah. They went and got Matt Ryan yeah. and Nick Foles. And the year before that, they went and got Philip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, do you think, did you see him in some place like Washington? Seattle? Oh. New Orleans? He's a West Coast guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a California kid. The Rams. Ew. <laughs> um. Well, I, I don't know if they if they how they feel about Stafford's injury and whether or not he's getting better. Or how about this Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. Why not? Well, I think that's tough because you just paid you just paid Kyler. But I think, like, could could you be firing Kingsbury this year? There's talk. I mean, there should be talk, right? It's it's interesting. So it it, it it's whatever Bidwell wants to do, because you have Steve Kime, who's on a leave of absence right now. He's got some some personal stuff, uh-huh. right? You've got Cliff Kingsbury, and you've got. Kyler Murray, all of them were given contracts during the last offseason. Yeah. But to me, that is a three package deal. You get you think rid so? of Yeah. I feel like Kime could be safe. I feel like Kime's not the problem. I feel like he's gotten the pieces for the most part. He's gone out and gotten some good pieces for them yeah. to do something with. Yeah, I, I I agree, but like if you're gonna hit that reset. You might as well go all the way back. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, it really depends, you know. Like I, I, I actually like Kingsbury. I like sure. some of the stuff that he's he did during the preseason with Murray. How Murray had to call plays and stuff like that. I thought that was actually that's very smart. That's intuitive, yeah. right? It is, yeah. Like it's just the execution of the college game offense does not work in the NFL because. They are fast in the NFL. Yes, they are. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So there, there's there been some of that disconnect. So um, I would personally like to see that still going. Um, I just I don't think but, you can. If all yeah. three of them had contracts, I don't think you can move on from all three yeah. of them. I think it's easiest to cut ties with Kingsbury. Let Kime adjust to a new uh, – getting personnel for a new uh, – um, coach and have your coach get go get a coach who's going to put together staff that's going to do something with kyler well kyler's not going to be ready until like at least halfway through the season oh because of his injury yeah Yeah, and that's the reason why i said arizona you know that kind of thing because they're going to need a quarterback to start off with yeah they'll need somebody um i don't think that it's a smart financial move but draft somebody I'm currently looking at a list of who are 2023 free agent quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting list. And 
I this is an order of, I think just salary, current salary, or around that somewhere in there. Maybe it's this. It's NBCSports.com that I'm on. Um, you know, Tom Brady obviously topping the list. Oh yeah. Where does Baker Mayfield go? He's go. not going to Arizona. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and obviously Brady being the rumor to go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because. Because yeah. he knows McDaniel. And he and he almost went to Vegas already. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because Derek was that uh, that uh, mf'er huh? that they kept over him. I'm keeping it PG thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, he's keeping it E for everyone. You have Baker, Sam Darnold. Where does Jimmy G end up? Nowhere. Do the Giants resign Daniel Jones? Yes. Especially if he wins a playoff game, then they absolutely resign yeah. him. I don't see the Ravens moving on from Lamar Jackson. The question is just going to be. I think the question is if Lamar moves on from the Ravens. Right. Yeah. I think they'll tag him. Think so. um, I think they'll tag him. Because they they'll come to an impasse with the the contract, mm-hmm. and he'll either say I'm not playing or he'll play. Yeah, you know I know that that that's a lot there, but like I'm thinking that he'll say I'm not playing, and they'll be like, okay, we still hold your rights. Yeah. I, oh, I don't think you let a guy like that walk away. No. Uh, even though I don't think he'll be effective anywhere else, like at no. excuse me, as effective anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, you know, the Seahawks are currently without a quarterback under contract for next year. And there's a there's a chance that like because Gio Gino's gonna want he's gonna want a three or more year contract that will take him to age thirty six. Yeah, thirty six or above. And I just you and you've got this year is really everything you're banking that off yeah. of. And he's oh. in a place where he's got to say this is my chance to get paid. I've got to take it. Yeah. And Seattle's gonna make a decision of. Couldn't we do? But could we do better for that amount of money? And and then that that brings you into the light of well, we've already got Drew here. Let's just resign Drew for that three year contract for cheaper. Doesn't do you do you feel like uh, um, do you feel like uh, they believe in Drew still? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think within the building, like. He, he's a good but what, alternative. But what about I, the coach? Yeah. No, and I think it's one of those yeah. things where they knew what they had in Gino going in. They said that all along, that, you know, Gino knew the system. Gino was going in as QB1, you know, and that they were bringing Drew in to give him a chance, but ultimately Gino had a huge, you know, advantage. But Drew's basically in the same position Gino was before. That, you know, he finally has had a chance to sit and be coached and learn an offense without the pressure of, am I going to have to start next week mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, I you know, who knows how he's responded to that because that's both the benefit and the downside of being the backup QB. Nobody knows what you're doing or not doing. Right. Um, he's still getting some practice reps, yeah. by the way. Seattle's still got a top five pick, don't they? Currently, yeah, because of Denver. And they've got two first-round picks, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So like we could see them taking a Bryce Young or uh, Stroud. Stroud or and Levis. They've been and linked been to Levis. Yeah. You. Yeah. Which, yeah. I'd like to see them do better than Levis for sure, but. Yeah. Um, I would rather see them resign Drew than draft Levis. You know. Well, that here's the thing. Like if you're picking, if you end up with the second overall pick, mm-hmm. you could 100% resign Drew. Let, let, um, 
let your quarterback go off somewhere else. Um, you know, maybe he goes to Arizona for like a two, three year contract. Um, and, uh, or Drew does, or Drew does, you know? Um, so you let, you let go, but do you draft somebody to replace them there? But I think if you do that, are you doing yourself a disservice? You need to go get, there's a lot of things you need to get. And I, I just think that you're probably thinking quarterback's the way to go. Or do you try to go another year? Maybe you tag Geno Smith and you draft one of these big time defenders that that could be a top five pick. And then you look to see who's going to be in the draft next year. Cause you got, a, you got a lot of good quarterbacks, potentially good quarterbacks that could be coming out next year. Yeah. It's next year's draft that you yeah. want to hope for if you really are quarterback needy. Yeah. I feel like we say that every year, but I think it, it does continue to evolve, especially with the COVID year. Like a lot of quarterbacks did get pushed back mm-hmm. um, and are taking advantage of, of, more schooling so you have a lot more prospects that potentially look more intriguing in a year as opposed to because like you know when they were drafting um before people were like well we could see dj uh ungalele could like really take off and he didn't you know and mm-hmm. you know there was like all these guys that you thought oh these guys could take off and they didn't you know you just had the two guys at the top and a couple guys that maybe look okay right now Next year always looks better than this year. What other quarterback situations are intriguing to you right now? Uh, New Orleans, Andy Dalton's not their, you know, answer. Right. You know, they knew that. And they they already showed you what they, they think of Jameis Winston. Yeah. You know, the coaching staff already proved that because they, they'd never let him have his, his job back. Yeah. Obviously, Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. Their cap situation is... That whole team is an enigma, you know, yeah. both from the standpoint of who's the quarterback, but the coaching situation yeah. and, yeah. you know, the cap situation. What do they do with anything? And for that matter, holding the rights to Sean Payton, who doesn't sound like he wants to go back there. Yeah. Well, if they can get another first-round pick out of him, because yeah. that's what they're holding for is, is... And who signs... Who goes and gets Sean Payton for a first-round draft pick? Well, yeah, that's a big question. Um, they don't have a first round draft choice. Denver, they don't have a pick. Oh, they don't. They traded it to Philadelphia. Oh no, they traded to Seattle. Denver traded to Seattle. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans did, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, what team gets Peyton would have to give up a first round draft pick mm-hmm. for him. So the Denver's would, picks went to Seattle. Denver yeah. does have a first round pick. Do they? They they've got San Francisco's from Miami. The Bradley Chubb trade. Right. Okay. And Miami doesn't have a first round draft choice because it's forfeited because of the Tom Brady thing. So they're they're picking late in the first. So then. <laughs> Sorry, there's a yeah. lot of <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts there. So so they could give that. So New Orleans could get a for back in the first round this mm-hmm. year. If somebody signs Peyton. Okay. But, I mean, where does he go? That's a good question. I'm really interested in what's happening in San Francisco. I know I've, I've mentioned Brock Purdy a couple times, but yeah. um, with Trey Lance being injured again, Jimmy G is supposed to be gone next year. Like, do they do they let Jimmy G go? Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to, right? 
so I th- I think with Purdy and how he's evolved and whatnot. So this this kind of like because I've had a lot of thought into this. Okay. So I'm gonna just kind of dump out all my thought. This shows how Shanahan's offense is. Mm-hmm. Um, like it shows. Just think what he could do with a Brock Purdy, right? And then the evolution, that's the reason why they traded all those picks for Trey Lance, is you want that X factor, okay? Yeah. So just think what he does with an average quarterback, you know, such as a, you know, who... Okay. But but Brock Purdy's a superstar, Nate. (laughs) If I say something and you don't want to listen, don't listen. <laughs> All right, talk to me, Goose. He's still- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, no, like it, it's it's just one of those things. Like the offense that he runs and him getting McCaffrey is just a perfect. Like you have him and Debo, and you know, like. Just think, if you had, even if Trey Lance completes 60% of his passes, which right now is a big ask, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, like, that's crazy. Like, that Trey Lance thing, like, how that could work within that system, that's the reason why they, they traded all those draft choices. So, Jimmy G, I think, wants to be in a different situation he did before that, uh, before this, but right. it kind of worked out in his favor. Yeah. Um, but Brock Purdy's also kind of said, "Hey, yeah, I'm good." Yeah, and they they don't need they don't feel like they need Garoppolo anymore at no. this point. But like, I has Purdy looked better than Lance? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the best quarterback right now has been Purdy for yeah. the whole season. I I will not disagree with that at all. Trey Lance, his first start of the year, though, was in that monsoon in Chicago. Yeah, he had that game. But so you still have to, especially with the capital that you invested in Lance, he's still their guy. Yeah. But but I I think Brock Purdy gives you now a nice what if, you know, because, you know, like it's it's a nice backup situation. He's cheap because he was the last pick in the draft. Right. Yeah, I'd love to have a guy like Brock Purdy as my seventh-round draft pick. But I think it goes back to what Sarita said earlier, too, is I think Brock Purdy is another example of what happens when you get the right quarterback in the right system. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all about the system. And, you know, in Trey Lance's case, he's had all sorts of time to develop virtually, but he's got to get physical reps in. And until he can stay healthy enough to get those reps in, even on the practice field at this point, because he basically hasn't played football consistently in three years. Yeah. You know, you're not going to know what his ceiling is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's Purdy gives you a great opportunity to stay the course because the rest of that team is still strong. And for that matter, it was interesting to see, I think it was Brendan Ayuk was commenting about how great he felt that Purdy was, he said he made me play faster and yeah. for a Mr. Irrelevant, you know, yeah. to begin with, but in his first year, that's high praise. Yeah. Um, and st- but you don't know, can, you know, it does Trey Lance have that in him without those reps, you know, what has he done to learn to adjust and learn the system? And maybe he's got that system down pat, 
virtually. But yeah, he he needs he needs the reps for his accuracy though. Like mm-hmm. yeah, especially his short to intermediate. And that's what the you know yeah. Purdy was a longtime starter in college. Played in a, a pro style type system at Iowa yeah. State. And I, and yeah. to Sarita's point, a lot of players have come out and said he commands the team. He has a level of command that you need from a, a captain, from a quarterback, from somebody who's calling the shots out there on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, like and he's got the respect of some pretty serious veterans on that team. Like it that's where my concern comes in for Trey Lance. You have you have, you know, the virtual ability or the potential ceiling that you've never seen. And how long will it take to get there and to see it? And, you know, like with where you threw Purdy in there and Purdy was boom. He was everything you needed your quarterback to be to win the games. And that 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 double um <laughs> uh the double bubble um down the seam. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Um yeah. I wanted to just say double bubble. Yeah. yeah but you know what that that play pissed me off because uh because it doesn't work in Madden. <laughs> um, oh, it it doesn't. Because if it did, I would use yeah. it. <laughs> because I love the bubble screen in Madden, but it's hit or miss. Yeah. yeah, Purdy is again an exact example of you know that dreaded term no quarterback wants to have labeled as a game manager, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what works. Yeah, and it especially does. in a team where you have a Christian McCaffrey and an incredible defense. You know, you need somebody to take charge who's not going to make mistakes, who can play with confidence. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what Gino was doing at the beginning of this year in Seattle. And then injuries started to take their toll and people started to figure it out a bit, you know, and obviously that's where their success waned up there. But, you know, it's, I think there's a lot to be said for somebody again, and I keep using the word poise. And part of that goes back to the college football bowl season, you know, having watched Clemson. Mm-hmm. And their freshman quarterback in his first game, it's like, it doesn't matter how good you were in high school. College is different. And yeah. that step up is different. And you saw a kid, you know, making freshman mistakes, you know, going backwards instead of stepping up into the pocket, not getting rid of the ball and the clock runs out at the end of the first half. Yeah. You know, and then compare that to Max Dugan, who did the exact opposite yeah. all game long. And, you know, that's a maturity. That's a calm that's a focus thing. And Brock Purdy seems to really, really have that. Does Trey Lance have that same affect? And especially after not playing for as long as he's been playing, he theoretically had it when he was, you know, in college, but that's now a long time ago in football years. Yeah. You're 100% correct. Yeah. That's, that's a great breakdown. Um, okay. That's enough time on San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, I think there's only one more guy on, on our list that we had here, though, that uh, and we haven't really dug deep into that free agent list either, but Miami with Tua. And and New York. Uh, with uh, Daniel Jones. No, or the Jets. I, the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I forgot about them. But but I'm more more intrigued by the, the whole Tua situation. Like, yeah. Because, again, there's a guy who – so McDaniel's believes in him. Yeah, he does. And that's that's been all that is like to see that evolution. Like because Tua's always had certain talents. Well, a guy who finally unlocked that, you know, like, and it's just so unfortunate that Tua's just 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, feel bad, you know, like. I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, people made fun of Tyreek Hill and that whole commentary about Tua being incredibly, um, uh, like just throwing a good ball, throwing an yeah. efficient um, pass. And people like laughed at that. It was like, but this was like, this guy was like, that was what he was praised for coming out of college. Yeah. Right. Like that was his thing. And he just hasn't found his spot here in the pros yet. Like now you've got a guy that knows how to run your offense. Now you got a guy that believes in you and is investing in you as your, as the quarterback. I don't think their previous coach wanted to, no, I don't think he wanted to at all. No. Um, he just didn't think to a fit what he wanted to do. So, um, you know, but here's, uh, you know, the funnest coach in the in football right now, in the NFL anyway, uh, to my in my opinion, and he's like showing him that he believes in him. He's having fun with him. He's uh, working with him, not against him. Mm-hmm. And he's shown some really awesome flashes this year of who he mm-hmm. could be if he can stay healthy. And and that's so. And that's the biggest key. And and you kind of look at that and you realize that the tough thing that they have you know, going forward as a team is offensive line consistency on the offensive line, because he's not the only, like they've had to go down to their third quarterback, um, (laughs) like multiple times, you know? So it's like, it's not just Tua getting hurt. It's Teddy getting hurt, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's it's protecting whoever's back there. Yeah. and, And so there's, there's an issue there. Um, where I think Tua has, you know, the reasons why he has gotten hurt is his, his pre-snap read and then sometimes whenever that adjustment, that post-snap read. The post-snap, I think um, he's had a hold on to the ball a little bit here and there and it's gotten him concussions. Yeah. The same thing, you know, with Teddy is his pre-snap versus his post-snap and, and, and stuff like that. So... You've got something there. Like, I think, I th- I hope that Tua is healthy, first and foremost, healthy enough to come back uh-huh. and play and continue those steps and stay healthy. Yeah. That's the big key. But you bring in a, a, a system-based quarterback, like a Jimmy G, to be behind him. Man, I don't know if Jimmy wants to do that. And I say you go with Skylar Thompson. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... You got him under contract already. Why spend that yeah. money on Jimmy he's G? Fifth, fifth rounder, I think, Skyler. Yeah. Fifth or sixth rounder. Yeah. 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 I think he's played pretty well, yeah. all things considered. Um, and then uh, Miami looks much better to a free agent if you're going to get a free agent. like So if you need that offensive lineman, you don't get to pick in the first round. So you could pick an offensive lineman in the second round. But yeah. you know those pieces you yeah. need, you can attract them much better this year in free agency than you could the last yeah. few years. Although they did get the left tackle, but he's been injured, and yeah, you know, and then their right tackle Austin Jackson has has shown flashes of putting starting to put it together, but he's kind of been yeah. Well, that's eh, it's as a first uh, it's, rounder. There's uh, potential, but not consistency there. Yeah. So, and O line is to me the hardest one to predict. Yeah, when you're drafting, you've got so many guys you're looking at. You know, and they get moved all over in college, and the schemes, you know, can vary so greatly. But at the same time, you know, oh, he's this size, and he's got this breakdown of his speed and his footwork and his agility. But can he actually block? Can he actually make the play? Can 
you know, when you've got a Watt brother coming around that outside edge, can <laughs> right. he do what he needs to do? I mean, it's that's completely unpredictable based on, you know, yeah. what I've seen. And, you know, oh, look at these guys we've drafted in the high rounds of the draft. That's going to take development no matter how good they were in college. 100%. I think, and I think, too, though, that speaks to um, how much smarter offensive linemen have to be than we sometimes give them credit for. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The big uglies. All right. Who else? When we talk well, about, I don't really want to talk about New Orleans because I just figure out like they don't have any cap anyhow. So yeah, you know, it's you mentioned the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Jimmy G's kind of been linked to them. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. so it's kind of weird. Like Zach Wilson's in this. I. He's in actually where Tua was last year. Sure. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, well, to a degree, like, his confidence is now pretty yeah. shot. Yeah, he's got no confidence. Um, And. Uh, yeah, but there's a difference of perceived ego. Because yeah. at no point during Tua's struggles did he act or say or do things to cause the public or his teammates to raise an eyebrow or question his dedication or his actual learning skills. Yes. Yeah. But it was Zach Wilson trying to fake it until he made it. Right. I think that's what was happening was he was trying to be cocky to walk into it, to try to build his own confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. And it didn't work. See, yeah. I equate Zach Wilson the- and his actions and his ego almost more to Kyler. I, I would say it's Spencer Radler. Oh, yeah. gosh. God, no. <laughs> no, no, like uh, no. I mean, it's I just think God noticed Spencer Rattler. It, 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 it's, no, it's closer to that. Like, it's, yeah, it's very much a, a, a jagged edge. You think much higher of yourself than you ought to. Yeah, not quite that, but everything else is everything is somebody yeah. else's fault, not yours. Because that's Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Tua is different. Like, I, I, the character of Tua, I don't question. Way above all. board. Yeah. Um, um, I think Zach Wilson is probably a pretty decent guy. Um, he's just, he's a one hit wonder Yeah. in college. And the thing that. And to his mom's friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to do what's best for the team. He says it was just one hit. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> because I was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, basically, like I, his accuracy's gone downhill. Like he was actually super accurate even up until the preseason of his rookie year, and sure. it's just gone downhill. And yeah. so. I don't I think. You, <laughs> Sorry, that was me showing, pulling this up. I was going to show you guys. Sorry to interrupt. I just oh, had yeah, my the... laptop off mute. Yeah. He bought motorized scooters for his entire O line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the next day was Googling how to return all those. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, you know, thing. But um, yeah, you know, it's, I think his time's probably going to be up eventually in new york and jimmy g would make sense yeah there. it he, was it was interesting to see um 
Geno Smith giving him some encouraging words after their game. Um, but I think too the the GM has said he has no plans to move Wilson. Yeah. But he said that about their last quarterback. With yeah, he said Darnold. that about Darnold, who's actually somewhat putting it together under Steve Wilkes. Yeah, uh, he does that all the time, though. You yeah. think he's putting it together, and then you get about four games in, and all of a sudden, oh no, it's still Sam Darnold. Well, no, I, I still I still think he throws into double coverage a lot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, like. Yeah, and you know, going back to Wilson, it's one of those things. How do you build a guy's confidence? Because what builds a confidence up is the ability to play and be successful. But then, when you're in that negative spiral, it's so hard to get out of it. Yeah. Right? What yeah. do you do, and what kind of coaching, and what do you do during the off season? Is there anything you can do? And that's what's so difficult. And is this coaching staff the kind of coaching staff that can bring that out of Wilson? I don't know because it's a young coaching staff in terms of experience. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to watch. And, you know, is Wilson the type that if they do let him go, who has the confidence to go, oh, I can take this guy and make him into what he should have been. And or the arrogance. Yeah. To say that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a very, if you don't, what are you going to do for me first, as opposed to I'm going to take a chance on this guy. The mentoring factor doesn't seem to be the same as what it used to be in a lot of, you know, you think of the old school coaches that coached up their guys or that mentored the guys or, you know, the older yeah. players mentored the younger players. And that's year after year. It seems like we see this particularly at the quarterback position, you know, this young hotshot is going to come in and he's going to be the savior. And it's like, no, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Yeah. Tom Brady was the backup. You know, Steve Young. Yeah. So behind Montana. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he bombed in, and Tampa. in Tampa. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Step behind Alex Smith, and I, I, you know, we always see that that the veteran always says or typically says something like, "I'm not here to mentor them," and they kind of get flack for Joe that. Flacco, yeah, and they get they get Flacco for that. But the, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think even when they say that, they still are they still are working with them. Like they're not working against them. They're just saying, "Look, I'm not concerned about teaching him. I'm concerned about playing the game and playing football and." playing at a high level between all of us you know i think aaron i don't think aaron was like hey i'm gonna mentor jordan love you know but you look at what's happening in green bay and you look at the relationship he has with jordan love like it looks pretty good like he's yeah they flat out said last night that you know rogers has labeled love as his little brother yeah you know but but you know we everybody wanted to kind of label Rogers as being difficult and not and being too upset to work with love and all those kinds of things. But that just was never the case. No, his, he was able to compartmentalize his issues with the team and then treat love completely different. You know? So if the jets keep Wilson, which I think they do, is he the starter? And if so, who do you bring in as the backup? Because their backups are not under contract that could help mentor. I'm going to throw a name that won't happen, but who do you bring in that's going to be that Chase Daniel type backup that can help that? That's not a move I see happening. I don't think Daniel's got many more years, if any more years, and he no. likes where he's at living wise. And he's transitioning. He's transitioning, he's transitioning to, transitioning yeah. to NFL Network. But that's why he keeps making money. It's not for what he does on the field. It's for what he does off the field yeah. and the fact that he can carry it onto the field if necessary. Yeah. That's a really good question. It's not Jimmy G. Jimmy G still thinks he's got what it takes. And I, and I think he does. And, yeah. And the thing is, is 
Jimmy G signs there and he's the starter. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson's gone. I think that well, I don't know if he's gone. Well, but no, not, not gone right away, but meaning like that is their transition. Yeah, they does, they want a quarterback that that is going to work now. But them. does he want to sign there if they've got Zach Wilson? Like, because that's going to be very parallel to what he already dealt with yeah. in yeah. San Francisco. You've got this guy that you're already invested in, and you just want me to be the bridge until he can play again, or or until you determine that he can't. There's still always going to be that level of uh, this was the second overall pick in the draft. We got to figure out what he's what he can do, or if he can get better uh, or recover from this bad season. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Gino going there either. You, you uh, need a veteran. Case Keenum. Case Keenum could be your backup. And can still play, if yeah. somebody goes down with injury. And he he's the kind of guy that you would think would have a good could develop a good relationship potentially. Like I could see him being the next Chase Daniel. Maybe you go get Blaine Gabbert if you want, and he's not, um, you know. Uh, rescuing people from the ocean with, with his brothers <laughs> right um i don't know if he really even fits that bill he's just another mizzou career uh backup so yeah um pretty sure he likes being in tampa yeah. he likes florida he likes the deep sea fishing yeah. <laughs> not actually making innuendo he legitimately that's always been the hobby yeah that's the whole instagram kind of cracks me See, that's even whenever he was at mizzou in high school so yeah um I don't think you get a guy like Nick Foles. I don't think he would be interested. Andy Dalton. Does Nick Foles play again? Yeah, he might be done. Um, He's almost retired before. Yeah. He is um, not going to play in the season finale, by the way. Said really sore, a lot of pain. Calls, and this is Jeff Saturday now, calls the Thibodeau celebration tasteless and trash, and he's disappointed that the Colts lineman didn't step up. Yeah, well, as the former center of that team, absolutely he should be. And I think we talked about that before. Like that is an issue. Why? Why didn't you go in there and make him pay for what he did, how he behaved? And here's I, I've seen some mixed thoughts on the Kayvon Thibodeau thing. I think when he does the Snow Angel thing, you could argue he didn't know what was happening. It's after that, right? You know, but it's after that. And but he, that snow angel thing does go on for pretty long. Yeah. And he is writhing in pain, literally right next to him, and people are rushing around to see if he's okay. And he just keeps going with the snow angels. Then he gets up and he sees that he's still down, and he does the "oh, go to sleep" thing, where he's putting his, you know, yeah. hands next to his head like he's taking a nap. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's egregious. He, and where's he, he, he continued doing that on the sideline too? Is, and where's exactly. his coaching staff and his teammates going, dude? Chill, not cool. Yeah, they somebody should have reined him in and said, "Look, rookie, you." You're making some great plays out here because he is fantastic on the field, but stop this because you're going to build yourself a reputation. You don't want that. Or maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, maybe he does, but it's but man, is it inappropriate? It, it it's so wrong to to act that way when somebody is, you know, in that much pain. Like, look, you don't have to. We know everybody knows what they signed up for. You don't have to be like apologetic uh, about hitting him because that's what you're paid to do. Mm-hmm. But you should not revel in his pain. Yeah. That's that's all. Yep. So I'm back on my free agent list now, by the way. And it's an interestingly middle football middle aged group. Okay. And, and yeah. who ends up in Carolina? I, I but I think they yeah. draft somebody. I think they're I think finally I think it's Levis or Richardson or Stroud. It's one of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Based on where everybody's drafting is right now. 
I'd I like to see if Wilkes gets to keep the job. I think he's doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. I like Wilkes. Um, I you give him a chance. Who are you going to get that's better right now? He's better at this than college defensive coordinating. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know but, that he was at Mizzou. I think I've heard that, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's good to see him having some success there, and he's doing it. He's doing it with character. Yeah. That's good. So He's doing it under the radar. You know, he's letting the teams speak for it. It's not the Steve Wilkes mm-hmm. show. Yeah, well, let's let's see what he can do. So. No, and you know, coming back all the way around, one of the things we talked about, and this is where I keep going back and forth, I'm the Colts. Yeah. The Colts that would be in Madden 23 now if we have to restart are not the same Colts as what they were when we started the league. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of the league, that's the case in terms of development changes or starter changes or, you know where people even are trade-wise. I mean, C.J. McCaffrey's on a completely different team. Yeah. You know, that, you know, and looking at these numbers and these people who, you know, are coming into free agency and whatnot, it's like just going back. We've only gone through one offseason, and yet it feels like it was so long ago already. Yeah. And then having to think about, okay, if we're going to restart, I don't want to be the Colts again. Yeah, I don't want to be the Cardinals again. I, I think there's there's some, like, you could go back and start it over and say start with preseason rosters. Right. You know, and you could do that. But even if you start with preseason rosters, I think the ratings are going to be still updated. Right. Um, but then, like, so like, so that could be a, 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 or you could say, like, it could benefit you to not start with preseason rosters because you might, if you're on a different team, you might have uh, different players or different people, um, you know, affecting that team. But like say San Francisco, you'd rather have McCaffrey than not, right? You'd rather have a ratings boost to Brock Purdy than not, you know. Although you're probably not using him um, at that point, but, um, but like like you said, like do you want to go back and invest another year of rebuilding the same team you've already rebuilt? Like I don't, I don't want to go back and reuse. Uh, I've done two seasons with Arizona. I liked where I was getting with this team and this team makeup. I'm going to lose Bijan Robinson now, you know, like he was awesome for me this year and we won't have a draft class to use because I'm not putting the old draft class back in because it's too outdated at this point. Um, so like, and I'm, you know, I've mentioned this before and I'm saying it now on the show is I don't think there's going to be another draft class. I don't think there's going to be an update to this draft class. It's not, I struggle with it because it's, it's, I don't feel like it's worth my time. But I don't think I'm going to play my own offline franchise either if I don't have an updated franchise, and I just don't know if I care enough to go do it. I might just I go back to my ECU dynasty and uh, and NCAA 14. Because, you know, we're talking about looking at one player, you know, who helps Zach Wilson in real life mm-hmm. NFL football, and I keep my brain keeps going back to... I was already at that point in our virtual league, you know, and the players that I had and who's my couple of players I can make to make that turnaround. And it's like, Oh wait, no, I'm back at square one, which now I know my team would be, how do I blow up the entire team and start from scratch? If we're going to go with the exact same teams we would go with. So it's just kind of an interesting 
yeah. side-related connected thought. The difference well, I, being <laughs> the NFL's real and ours got blown up. Yeah, by I'm 100% not using the Cardinals if we restart. 100%. Now, if everybody else is committed to use their same teams, it doesn't sound like you are. Nope. Like at, at the worst, I don't mind picking another team in the NFC West. You know, I can think of two that I would pick even. <laughs> there's a there's a, another one that I would never pick, but, you know. Uh, but I could I could switch flop over to the Seattle. I could flop over to San Francisco, you know, and have the rise of Brock Purdy. You know, I don't have a problem with that. But but I am not rebuilding the Cardinals again. Right. I'm just not. And Nate, you rebuilt the Falcons. Yeah, I'm. I I I would be okay because I I t- tore down the Falcons, so I could see myself doing that again, having the rise of Drew, Drew Locke. Um, in the NFC South, um, you know, throwing, yeah, throwing bombs with his. Let's <laughs> see. I would. I feel like if I wanted to win, I'd be San Francisco. Like yeah. I'd pick a team that's just already really good and continue to build on top of that. Uh, but if I want to prevent Chad from getting DK Metcalf, then I would use Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> but but you would trade Drew Locke to me, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be looking to to go a different direction with the quarterback situation okay. there. Okay. It's Bailey's happy season, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I figured like, in this version of the game. I was like, I wanted a team that had an established quarterback. We talked about that before. Yeah. And then, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm thirty first in passing. And I'm not getting anything out of him running. So what was the point? Right. Yeah. I'm throwing double-digit interceptions. So what was the point? Yeah. I'm sp- I'm spending 260 million dedicated over the next six years to this guy. Um, give me a give me a 70 overall, 65 overall rookie instead, because I I can do the exact same thing. That's the reason why like I wanted to go with yeah. Drew Locke. Yeah, I was like, no, I'll just resign them to a cheaper contract, and I, we'll allocate that. I guess what it really means is I just am not very good at the game. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, just remember, you're 31st. That means someone who may be sitting across from the table from you right now, it is 32nd. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm completely opposite of you guys. I'm like second in the league in passing yards. Yep. So. yep. Yes, you are, sir. Well, you, I don't know that you're second. You gotta be. Because you're you're not even top three with Locke. Do you have somebody else throwing the ball? No, I was I was. Are you sure? I was top five. Are you sure? I would go check the tape, but we obviously yeah, we can't, can't access it. <laughs> um, no, so, you know, in that case, I'm, throw I'm number one. Back. I'm undefeated. Nobody's um, been better. Yeah. Well, I did. Can't I'm, prove I haven't lost a single game this year. <laughs> <laughs> I I did uh, um I did tie Norm Norm Van Brocklin's uh. Uh, passing yards in a game. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, through through uh, the computer always giving you the same play, or just by or by mixing it up. Oh I, oh, I was mixing it up, but because okay. anytime I, I do really well, it's because the computer won't guard one specific route. They, they were playing cover one. Okay, the whole game against me. She she watched some of it. Kind of. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, I, I I would possibly I I would entertain thinking of another team or whatnot, but I'm not really one to. I don't want a jacked up team, like with all the contracts and yeah, everything. contract. Everything, it, it gets hard know, to just, manage that to manage that cap. I I like a cheap franchise. I am 
I am the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, not not the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Royals. Okay, Sorry. I was going to say. <laughs> Chiefs are completely opposite of that. Yeah, yes they are. Um, uh, but I'm the Kansas City Royals, like where, okay, I'll spend whenever I, I know that I can and at the positions that, that I want, but I'm going to draft and develop. We should do a lottery, draw the teams from a hat. No. Or we could go back to the, uh, like this has been suggested, as we go do the uh, fantasy draft <laughs> I again. Saw that. But I'm concerned that the game won't complete the draft; that it'll it'll corrupt it. It'll corrupt it. Yeah, I I don't want to do that. Um, just to have to probably screw it up. Again. Do it like a white elephant, and we could you know gift each other teams. Oh, I gotta have good oh, uniform. That'd be, that'd be hysterical. <laughs> like we all draw a name out of the hat, and like I get to pick who your team's gonna be, and you get to pick who their team's gonna be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chad would be the Rams. Yeah, it would be. Chad would be the Rams. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm quitting the league, guys. We're putting this in the, in the chat group as soon as we're done here. <laughs> um, I think that covered everything, and we probably rambled a lot, but we um, did. We rambled a little bit. This is gonna definitely probably gonna have to be split into two parts. This has gone a little long, but yeah. it was. But you know, like we said, we haven't got together in four months. Uh, we had the brilliant Sarita with us, uh, adding some great perspective. Ta-da. So you know that gave us a little extra time and. It was fun talking about football. Like yeah. the, the beginning of this episode was not fun because we're talking about the failure of Madden yet again, yet again, and how massive of a failure it's been. Um, but being able to talk about football, being able to talk about college football, and and like have these conversations, the, the types of conversations that make a good franchise sports game fun. It's like what what happens with this player? Where does he go? Who do you sign? Who do you get? You know, what do you do for your coaching staff? Mm-hmm. You know, and someday I hope that that stuff will matter and madden again. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inverted. Because I was inverted. <coughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we, we're gonna go ahead and take us out of here? But Sarita, you know. You know what we say. Before you say it, though. If I say something and you don't want to listen, don't listen. Hey, Chad. Can you first fix it and then play your game? (laughs) 